Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, 4 a.m. Pacific. That's right, 4 a.m. Not, not, and I'm not being specific. I'm saying Pacific. P-A-C-I-F-I-C, that's 4 a.m. Again, we used to have some people on at 4 a.m. <laughs> in Seattle. Don't think we have them uh, anymore. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're on. And we're talking about mindset. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about books. We're talking about life. We're talking about affirmations. We're talking about success. We are talking about failure. We're talking about everything that goes hand-in-hand in what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your business, whether it's your job, whether it's relationships. It all goes hand-in-hand. It's your thinking. It's your paradigm. Um, it's how you look at situations. It's how you make decisions. And that's what we talk about here because a lot of us need a paradigm shift. You know, all our thoughts that we've had all our life, you know, that's your paradigm. Everything you heard growing up as a kid, uh, which is your paradigm. And I tell you, you know, experts have said that, you know, from the womb to age seven, it's the most fertile time in our life, and that's the time that, Everything is programmed in us, and everything is recorded and believed at that time. So just imagine what you heard, especially if you grew up in a poor or middle-class neighborhood. Imagine what you heard during that time, and it's still locked inside of us. And what we talk about is some of those thoughts and how we need to change some of those thoughts if we want to advance in life, you know, because a lot of us are going for these huge goals, we want to change our life financially, and we want to become wealthy and successful. And if you go back and listen to some of those thoughts that were said in the middle-class neighborhood, in the poor neighborhood, about being wealthy and about being rich and how rich people were evil and things of that, of that sort, we got to get those thoughts out of us because we can't move forward thinking about that. And the challenge is we don't believe those thoughts are there. We forget uh, we've moved on in life, and we think that, you know, those things just silently just stepped away. Nope. They're there. And that's what we talk about, man. And we actually record this and put it on a podcast platform. So if you're on the podcast or if you're on any other platform and you listen to this, this is not a podcast. It's not even recorded with the podcast quality. It's a conference call. You know, it's not even a company call, team call, or, you know, it's a mindset call. But we put it out there for repetition because people can go back and listen to these at any time, and repetition is how you learn. you got to hear things over and over and over. It's not what you say is what you keep saying. It's not what you hear is what you keep hearing. Not what you do is what you keep doing. Not what you read is what you keep reading. Those things over and over and over, repetition, man, you got to keep hearing it, and you have to be the one to program yourself or or deprogram and reprogram. You have to be the one to do it. Uh, nobody else is going to do it for you. Nobody's going to stand over you and make you do it. So that's why we put it on on Breaker, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Apple, 16 different platforms you can go to and just put in Tony Fleming and put in Mindset, and they will come up. And you can grab them and listen to them. You can share them. You can, you know, you can do You can write a review. Somebody texted me and said they wrote a review. I don't know who that was, but... Send me a text and tell me again. And also uh, wrote a review and also a rating, I think. 
Wait a minute, Tony. That's kind of asking too much now. Wait a minute. <laughs> you want a review and a rating? I don't know if that – you got one of them. Somebody, somebody did one of them, I think. Um, and I commend you. I really appreciate that, uh, whoever did it. So, all right, we also have a replay number, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085, and put in the same PIN code, 7833-57-POUND. And we're good to go. You listen to the replay right after the call, and it'll be up uh, until Friday morning this time. And we and uh, then the new one will be posted. So you ready to go? The to topic this morning, we got a new law. It's a new sheriff in town. We've talked about the law of sacrifice. We've talked about the law of compensation. We've talked about the law of attraction. We've talked about the law of increase. And this morning, we're going to talk about the law of thinking. The law of thinking. Give me 60 seconds, and we'll be good to go. Man, that gets me every time. <laughs> I'm ready to hustle, hustle hard. Closed mouths don't get fed on this boulevard. Let's go. All right, the law of thinking. The law of thinking. I can't say this is my favorite law, even though I want to say that, but because I said that about the last one, and then I said it about the one before that, and I said it about the one before that. So, Y'all going to stop believing me if I said that this is my favorite one. Because you were like, wait a minute. You said that last time, and you said last time before you had a, well, um, this is kind of like close to one of my favorite ones. Let's go with that. <laughs> you know, and when you think about this law, it's simple. Uh, it follows the idea that a person has the ability to be in total control of their thoughts. Now, I know most people say that's not simple. <clears throat> and, yeah, I said that, but it's not. You know, we I've always said that these everything when it comes to your thoughts and changing your thoughts is not easy. But I've always said that that's the answer. And then I come back and say, I know you. some of y'all are looking at me saying, you know, Tony, that's not, you just, you know, I know. But your thoughts can be influenced by what's going on around you. And that's when I talk about what are you watching, what are you hearing, I mean, what are you listening to, who are you listening to, who are you surrounding yourself with, all those things. Because, see, you get to choose that now. Because guess what? Everything that happens can be an influence to you, and most of the time it is. The things you watch, the things you hear. Now, we sit in the barbershop. That's not the case because everybody in the barbershop will tell you, 
that nothing influences them. I remember years back, I used to sit in the barbershop and talking to guys, and and they all, man, that you know, just having a general conversation, just kind of, you know, kind of talking about some of the stuff I was listening to in the car with Earl Nightingale, and I would bring it up in the barbershop thinking I'm about to get some, you know, some barbershop conversation from some of the the greatest minds in the world, because if you listen to them, they are the greatest minds in the world in the barbershop. And then I start hearing stuff like, well, me listening to stuff and me seeing stuff, it don't influence me. I'm my own man. I'll take in that stuff, and it just won't bother me at all. So I went back, thought about it, thought about it some more. Because, you know, in the barbershop, it made sense with those guys talking. They just, those guys in the barbershop are brilliant, man. At least the barbershop I was going to back in the day, they just they just knew everything, man. I was, I mean, it was kind of like my wife. <laughs> they knew everything. She knew everything. <laughs> Woo! I'm right in the middle of everything. Right, right in the middle of everything. So I'm like, man. Then I go home and think about it. I'm like, these dudes had me, I mean, they had me thinking. And I'm like, wait a minute. You telling me what you hear and what you see on a regular basis doesn't influence you. So I'm like, I wanted to call right at that time some of the CEOs of these companies, big companies out here, and of AT&T, of uh, Burger King, of McDonald's. And I wanted to call them and say, look, man, you know them millions of dollars you're spending on advertising that people can hear and see? You know what I found out? Man, that stuff don't work, man. The millions of dollars that you spend doing the Super Bowl and the millions of dollars you spend on uh, doing Monday Night Football and Burger King, the pictures that you're putting up there and, Man, I found out. I was talking to some dudes in the barbershop. That stuff don't work, man. I was going to let them know that. I wanted to call and tell all of them that. Then I thought, wait a minute. I ain't going to tell them guys that. They got to find out on their own. They weren't as fortunate enough as I am, that, that, I mean, that I was, to be sitting in a barbershop where everybody was bringing in there. I, I mean, they just, obviously they weren't fortunate enough, they, or they didn't get a haircut or something. I'm like, it made me think that, man, my barbershop had to be, where the most brilliant minds existed, you know, where the, where the money resides. Because they said, Tony, that stuff don't so I said, man, you, you watching that? You watching this and that? I said, I can't feed my mind with that stuff. I'm a grown man, man. Because I was just finished listening to Earl Knight again. Earl was telling me that, you know, what you think about, you bring about. What you watch on a regular basis, that's what you bring about. What you... And I started saying, yeah, man, I know. I got to get away. But then I got around those brilliant minds. Now, I ain't asking why that question. I, I kind of left that one alone. Because listening to the guys there, man, you know, Chuck and and Elijah and and uh, Avery and, you know, them guys in the shop, man, they just, they, they looked at me as I was weak. They said, you weak-minded, man. Tony, you just weak. You let little things like that influence you and, well, I felt bad about myself, man. Came home and thought about it. Like, man, I'm weak. I'm weak. Then, I, like I said, I wanted to call the big, the big CEOs who spend millions of dollars. Man, y'all stupid. Because only people you're reaching are weak people, and that's me and a few more. But like Avery and 
Chuck and Elijah, you know, Frank went in there. If y'all was asking about Frank, Frank, you know, he went in there that day. But all the rest of them, yeah, they just, man, you weak, Tony. This stuff don't bother you. I mean, don't bother me. Like, wow. But now, when I see the law of thinking and start going with the law of thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, T. You might have been right there. I think you might have been right. I think you, you know, you was on to something. And, uh, okay, speaking of the person that gave me the review, okay, so LaVonda, I'm assuming that's what you're saying, me. You're the person that, now, did you give me a, a rating and a review? Got my fingers crossed. Or was it just a review? Drum roll. What is yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. Which one? <laughs> you gave me a rating and a review? Well, you about to get a you about to get a new hat, okay? She said I did what you asked. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You don't just go do what you want. Do you do? He asked that. That's what I did. A rating and a review. That's what I'm talking about. So let's somebody else, please. I'm gonna give y'all a shout out. You know, if you want me to post, I'm gonna post an elite team page how to do it because I know you might be a little confused, but I'm gonna put it in there. After the call today, but I appreciate that. So now, law of thinking. Let's talk about it today. This is an article I grabbed from uh, Forbes, I think, some Forbes. Uh, the thinkers, the thinkers journal. Law of thinking says you're probably wondering how there could even be a law of thought, right? But while it may not be written. And scientifically verifiable physical laws, such as the law of gravity, for example, is very real, nothing less. Very real. <clears throat> some people say they're still waiting on my group text. I'm still getting some more loaded. I'm not going to just send them out. I'm, you know, I'm slow. So you don't see me, like, out here posting that. I, I got to start, you know, talking about it because I'm not... You know, all I wanted was a group text where I get a bunch of people, but I didn't know I had to do all the work. <laughs> so so I got to do some work. I got to put it out there for more people before I start sending stuff out. I got some good stuff, too. I'm not going to post it nowhere else but there. Well, I'm not going to send it out anywhere else but there, but I got to put it out there. I'm just kind of lazy with that, didn't know what to, You know, I always wanted to just, and I kept trying to figure how can I text. But back to the subject. So what kind of law would, would govern thought and how it could be used to any to any advantage? The short answer is that the way in which thought is actively used can affect the way in which the body reacts to it. And that can directly, indirectly affect the person's health in the physical sense, while it can also affect the person's emotional state. I remember I posted something a couple of years ago on Facebook about that the body is the best friend. Uh, no. The, yeah, the body is the best friend to the subconscious mind, and the subconscious mind believes, and the subconscious mind believes mostly everything that, not all of it. Subconscious mind believes everything that the body says, because it's the best friend. It's the best friend. So when you tell the body all the time, all the time, that you're broke, that you're busted, that you, you know, can't be trusted, that you you know, you know, can't win in life, that that's hard, 
when you tell the body that, the body runs back down the street to his little buddy, the subconscious mind, and whispers in the subconscious mind ear, hey, man, they, they said they busted. They said they broke. They said they can't be trusted. They said they can't do nothing in life. And subconscious takes it in, okay. My body, the body don't lie to me. Body don't lie. Because that's my buddy. And now, take it in, and so all that stuff is believable. You know, all the stuff is believable. Because you said it enough, and the body believes it. They want to tell the subconscious mind. Hmm. I know Elijah, Avery, and, uh, and Chuck in the barbershop don't believe that, but I'm just telling you, it says in a more ethereal sense, is that how it's pronounced? Thought can be influenced by which, in a way, a person uh, lives their life. So in that sense, it can dictate to greater or lesser extent whether the person lives happily, abundantly, and fully, or they live miserably in poverty and limited and restricted. <clears throat> so it says thoughts are things. There's an old poem called Thoughts Are Things in which the author fancies that the thoughts can take on physical attributes that are as real as their solid counterparts. In fact, the poem is not so far removed from the truth as we now understand that everything in existence is made of energy. It is energy that forms matter and matter made up of countless atoms of different chemical elements that give it the form that we recognize. Just like radio waves that vibrate at a variety of frequencies, thoughts are made up of energy, waves that are measurable and, er and every bit as real as radio waves. Hmm. Just because we can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. We can't see or, or in any way detect radio waves. You know, we know but the radio waves are there because we get the things across the radio waves. But switch on your radio and, and tune into any channel, and you know that most certainly they do exist because you hear them, but you don't see them. So far, we've not been able to come up with a mechanical receiving station that will enable us to transfer thought waves into sound or light or any other form of energy that we can sense, that we can sense with rather limited human bodily equipment. But watch this. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean it isn't waiting to be discovered. After all, no one knew that radio waves existed before Marconi, the bad Marconi, but his theories forward for which he was unceremoniously placed in a mental institution. <laughs> he was placed in the crazy house, as my grandmother would say, for his crazy ideas before eventually proving his critics wrong. Because Marconi was considered crazy when he came out with those ideas. They put that dude in a padded room, man. Now you crazy. And then when it, when it came out, the truth came out about what he was really saying. You know they didn't apologize to that dude. You know they didn't they they didn't come back and give him the same intensity that they gave him for being crazy. You know, man, I gotta find that video, man. If y'all can find that video for me on YouTube, they must have took it down. Michael Irvin. When they had they had TV court on Michael Irvin every night for about a month on what he did, this criminal activity he did. They had him going to court. And finally, after about a month, the judge says, throw this mess out. 
This dude didn't do that. He didn't do this. <laughs> Michael Irvin walked out that courtroom. He had that big fur coat on. If y'all don't know who Michael Irvin is, you better look him up. Football player. Played with the Cowboys. Michael Irvin got a reporter's face. He said, I need y'all to go out here and correct this. I need y'all to come back and tell the folks, Michael Irvin didn't do anything wrong. And he leaned forward. He told the reporter, he said, I want the same intensity. <laughs> the same intensity. I need the same intensity that y'all did for a month every night. Michael Irvin Court TV y'all put out there on me. Y'all had buried me for a whole month every night. And the judge threw that crap out. He came back and he said, I need the same intensity on you getting on there and apologizing for me on me. I need it. You know they didn't do it, though. But <laughs> Same intensity, folks. You need to come back and correct yourself. See, that's one thing about the media. When they get out there and they start saying stuff and they do it, and then they can come back and just say, well, we apologize. And that went one time. So all the people who heard everything else, they might have, they probably missed it. But but that, but when they was talking about you, they put it out there every night. It could, it could actually ruin you. But Mike had a lot of money. Mike was already, you know, he was the baller anyway. So, all right. So the article says, take a leap, a leap of faith. If you set aside your critical mind for a while and just accept that thought energy is real. And one and uh, will one day be acknowledged as such, just as radio moved from impossible to reality, you will be better equipped to understand how the law of thinking works. See, what it's saying here is that, you know, all the so-called experts hadn't said that yet. But remember, they didn't say that for radio waves for a while. Matter of fact, they locked up somebody for a while, said it's crazy. But... The law of thinking works. Just as any new concept, you need to take a leap of faith to be able to accept and eventually embrace it as a fact. Once you accept that that thought is responsible for virtually everything that happens in a person's life, your thoughts. Change your thoughts, change your habits. Change your habits, change your life. Have you heard that? Change your thoughts, change your habits. Change your habits, change your life. Now, is it easy? Does habits change right away? No. Some do, some don't. But it's not like, and for you to think that, that's what people say. Well, Tony, you said change your thought. So today I didn't think this way. I changed my thought. My habits didn't change. No, it takes time. I think I just had this discussion with somebody the other day about, you know, you can change your thinking, but how hard it is to change your habits. Well, for some people it's not, but then for a lot of people it is. But just because you start changing your thoughts just a little bit don't mean your habits are going to change right away. But once they do, once you get into a rhythm, and you got that same thing going on for you, man, now when does that happen? I don't know. See, the, the challenge we have is that we want to know that, and you don't know. It's just like anything else, like growing up. You don't know exactly when a thought became locked in your mind, like like rich people are evil. You don't know what year, what time, and what date that really got locked in your mind. And I can tell you, you heard it from the womb. You start hearing it from the womb. You start hearing it while you was in the room, in the womb. Because if you lived in the poor or middle class, because middle class and poor are about the same. I know some of y'all probably said, I was in the middle class. It's about the same. Same thought process. Same thought process that, 
you know, the reason I can't have this and the reason I shouldn't have this is because it's evil. See, money ain't everything. As a matter of fact, money is evil. And money, you chasing money. and See, you see all them rich white folk on TV, all them folks, they evil. Look at J.R.U. and look at all of them. So that thought process was being forced. It was being said over and over. So, but we don't know exactly. Y'all, I'm, man, I'm talking some good stuff today, folks. I'm telling you, I'm talking some good stuff. Y'all, y'all need to be calling some people. Man, you need to get on here. Tony in his own today. Y'all, y'all need to call some people, man. This dude on his own. See, we don't know what, we don't know the day. We don't know the time. Well, I wish I had, I wish I didn't put my hooping hat on down. <laughs> You don't know the day or the time that you got programmed. All I know is we heard that a lot, that rich people are evil. Now, what day, what year? Was it in the sixth grade, fifth grade, when, when the fourth grade, or third grade? When did it really lock in and you start believing that and it, it was a belief that you hadn't changed? I don't know. But I know this, that in order to change that thought, you got to deprogram and reprogram. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. Now, because we are adults, now because we are supposedly smarter now, now because we're grown, now, you know, before we start doing something, we want to know how long it's going to take. See, we didn't ask that as a child because we didn't know we were being programmed. So we were just do 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 going to school, do 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 having a good time, stopping at the candy store. You know, at least that's what I was doing, selling all the candy in school, do 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 do. Then getting programmed. But now we're so intelligent and smart, we need to know because, look, Tony, I'm not gonna do this stuff unless you tell me when and how long it's gonna take. I'm not gonna go. I I've, I've changed my thinking for a year, for six months, for a year and a half, and my habits haven't changed. Anything. I need to know when because if not. You ain't going to run that game on me and have me just keep doing this over and over and over. No, you're running the game on yourself. You're blocking your success because you're trying to figure out when it's going to happen for you, and nobody knows. Different different bodies, different thoughts, different, but it will happen if you keep doing it. Now, some people might take five years. Some people might take. A year. Some people might take eight years. Some people might. Man, Tony, what are you talking about? Man, I'm five years. I'm 60. Five years, I'll be 65. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let me ask you this question. If you don't change your thought process, if you don't keep doing the reprogramming, if you don't and you just stop, five years from now, how old will you be then? Five years gonna come anyway, so you'll still be sixty-five, right? But you hadn't changed that process because you stopped because you said, "Man, I'll be sixty-five in five years, Tony. I can't be doing this. I'll be five years. Five years gonna come and go anyway. So if you stop doing it, five years still gonna show up. And now you just been sat there eating ice cream and watching TV, talking about you weren't gonna change my thought process over five year period because that's just too long." Think about what you're saying. <laughs> so he says in the article, it's already well known that the body is controlled by the subconscious. Remember I said, 
the body is controlled by. Remember, I said the, the subconscious, the body is best friend as the subconscious, the subconscious best friend of the body. So they run down and talk to each other. So when they, when your best friend tell you something, you believe it. You know, our minds, and um, that means every physical function from regulating the body temperature to making the heartbeat is under the direct supervision of the subconscious mind. So the subconscious sitting down in the king's chair, and the body run down there telling them everything, the subconscious is like, got it. So it's also well known that the subconscious mind is influenced by, to a certain degree, uh, to our emotional state. So when the body runs down there and it's emotional and it's really got it locked in, you really, you're already sold anyway. But when we're happy and feeling great, man, our bodies actually respond in a positive way. That's why we say, you know, wanna, you want to, you know, don't worry, be happy. It does by creating more new healthy cells, increasing the effectiveness of the immune system. Boy, they go to the immune system and improving the efficiency of the digestive system and metabolism, which strengthens our entire physiology. Yet, when we are sad and feeling low and our bodies respond negative way, you know, you know some people who just, when the weather's bad, when the weather outside is, is frightful, when it's raining and dark and gloomy, you know, a lot of people let that affect them. Let that affect them. And I know some people, when that happens, I normally get the phone call. It's just dark and gloomy outside, so here come the dark and gloomy statements, you understand? But when the sun is shining, it's a rarity that it happens because you, now see, what it is is you're not controlling your body, you're letting the outside control you. <clears throat> that causes the emotions. So in some cases, outside influences that cannot be avoided are responsible for causing how we feel. But in the vast majority of cases, it's our very thought process that dictate how we feel at any, any given moment. Now, so thoughts produce emotions. If you don't believe it, you can try it for yourself. It's virtually impossible to feel happy when you're thinking long and hard about a sad event whether it's something that occurred in your own life or something that you're watching on TV. There goes that, there goes that TV. Your subconscious mind does not differentiate between reality and fantasy. See, that's what I'm saying. When you watch fantasy on television or you know that, okay, this is fantasy, this is not real, you know, these criminal shows and these things that we watch and the things that we watch on a regular basis, and we feed our mind with this stuff. It ain't, you know, we know we're just having some little entertainment. But remember, the subconscious don't look at it like that. And the body doesn't. The body takes it in. Now, Avery didn't believe that, and, and Elijah didn't believe that, and, and Chuck don't believe that in the barbershop. They, they, they control all of that. So, and you might be one of them, too. <clears throat> Logical progression to this fact would be to want to be in a happy mental state as much as possible. That would be in order to promote a healthy, positive emotional state and enjoy all the benefits that would come from it. The best way to do that is to keep thinking happy thoughts. Now, how can a person ensure that thinking happy thoughts for much of a time as they possibly can? The short answer is to make sure 
that the environment that that you are in is predominantly happy. Now, remember, outside influences do affect our thoughts. So avoiding unhappy or negative situations are people's way to minimize the effect from the outside. Remember I talked about you got to stay away from negative people and broke-minded people and your relatives and your aunts and all that who always, when my back hurt, my side hurt, my my head hurt, my this and that hurt, and the, and the world ain't right, and this and that and all those thoughts. And you say, well, these people don't affect me. They're, they're not, you know, that's just my aunt. She might not be in business with me, might not be, but they're cool. They cool. That's like saying secondhand smoke don't affect you. You know, I ain't smoking no cigarettes, but I'm sitting around this person who's smoking. Oh, that don't bother me. Secondhand smoke don't bother me. That's like sitting around old negative, you know, Nancy, and you saying that doesn't bother you. Or oh, as Chuck and uh, Elijah and Avery would say, man, I'm my own man. That stuff don't, you know, I believe what I want to believe, and taking that stuff, Tony, you weak. You weak, man. Can't believe somebody in my neighborhood and my high school grew up with me and y'all. So you sitting here talking, you weak, man. I don't, that stuff don't bother me, man. I control my own stuff. You're weak. That's what you probably thinking too when you keep feeding your mind all the crap that you do. He says, here's where the law of thinking swings into play. We now we now we <laughs> we cook it with gas right now, so watch this. The law of thinking is simple in that it follows the idea that a person has the ability in, in total control of their thoughts to be in total control. They got the ability to do it. We have the ability to do it. In fact, the writer Huxley once wrote that there is only one place. You know what I'm saying? One. Only one. You know what I'm saying? Let me remix that. Only one place in the entire universe. Scratch it up. Only one place in the entire universe that a person has complete control over. What would that be? Our thoughts. We have complete control over it. You know why? Because your thoughts can be influenced by what's going on around you. So if you check what's going on around you all the time, and stay away from that old mess and, you know, you know, what about this person here and this person here? Let me, you know, Ollie, let me tell you to give you this tea. Some of y'all just love that tea, though. Y'all just got to have that tea. Got to have the tea in the morning, tea at lunch, tea in the evening. Give me the tea. Man, what a tea. So your thoughts can be influenced by what's going on around you. But you get to choose if you want the tea in the morning, if you want the tea in the evening and lunchtime. You get to choose whether you're going to allow your thoughts to be influenced or not. You choose that. And if you keep asking for the tea, and you're the one delivering the tea all the time, what do you think will happen? What do you think, what do you think your thoughts So you think... Well, see, you know, they don't see me. People don't see me. Only a few people see me ask about the tea. Only a few people around me with the tea. Only a few. So I'm good. No, it don't matter whether a few or a lot because 
your the response you know that you get is not from the people; it's from your subconscious mind that your body run to. So if you given you asking for the tea and nobody else know, your body knows. It takes off running down the street, busting the door. The subconscious sitting in the king's chair, chilling, and the body running there. Man, this they down there talking about. Friend, and they down there talking about this person, and they down there talking about that, and they watching the news, and they listening to all that, and the subconscious says, "Okay, we negative then. We can't win in life. We can't." But see, you thinking, "Well, I ain't told nobody that. I ain't told nobody that. Ain't nobody thinking that. Nobody talking about that. Yeah, you told your body." See your body right there with you. So you might not pick the phone and call nobody. You might not say, but your body is right there. And your body loves to run down to the subconscious and tell them. And remember, the subconscious believes everything that the body tells them. That's where we are where we are now. Think about what the body been telling the subconscious for a long time in our life. Man, I'm broke. These are your thoughts. You ain't got to even say them out loud. Man, I'm busted. Man, I don't like that person. Who he think he is? Who she thinks she is? Who t- all that old, who do you think that is? You ain't, I ain't never said nothing to him, but I, that stuff is in your head. You thinking it. Thoughts can be influenced by what's going on around you, but you get to choose that. It sounds hard, right? Now, listen what the article said and how many times I've said it. It is hard. See, that's when y'all come back and, Tony, you, you so, you're so negative to telling people how stuff is hard. <laughs> what am I supposed to tell you? How can you take complete control of your thoughts except by shutting yourself off from the world in a soundproof vault? Remember I said you got, you got to put your headsets on when you go to work? But here's the problem. If you want that tea, and you got to have that tea, you got to keep some mess going, you ain't going to put your headset on. See, keeping away from the tea it's like staying away from sugar and you know it's good and junk food and stuff. So you want you like that junk food. You like that sugar. It's better than the vegetables and the and the uh, mushrooms and the. It's better than you know that sugar. You like that sugar. You like that, that you know. So you got to keep getting it. And you think you think well, I just get around my friends and tell them I don't do all that. I don't do all that. I don't do all that. Yeah. And your body sitting there looking at you like you lying. Why are you lying? You know what we do at home. You know what we watch at home. We know it. You, why are you lying to them? Because then the body go tell the subconscious. You know, this everything. Hmm. In fact, the writer Huxley once wrote, "There's only one place. One place." that we have complete control over. And that's our thoughts. He said, it sounds hard it is. How can you take complete control of your thoughts except by shutting yourself off from the world in a soundproof vault? 
Well, no one said it'd be easy, but you can train your mind to follow certain patterns. While you find it exhausting to keep track of every thought that enters your head, you can train yourself to take control of a large percentage of what goes in your mind from both a, a thought perspective and an emotional one. And this is how you do it. And we're going to talk about that on Friday. <laughs> we'll stop right here because we got a list of things that we're going to go over to talk about how you do that. And you, when you hear those things, you're going to say, I think I heard this before somewhere. So I think I heard this before somewhere. I don't know where, but I think I heard it. I'll tell you where on Friday. i tell you where. Now, I would go back and listen to this again and again. <clears throat> now, if your thoughts kick right in when I said that, your thoughts just ran down to the subconscious. I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> you can't, you can't hide. You can, you can tell me something, tell somebody else, but you can't hide from your body, and your body don't. Your body tells the subconscious. It's like, hey, but we're gonna give you a list of things on Friday. Some things that we can do for that law of thinking, man, because the law of thinking is powerful. All the laws are powerful, but this, this close to the one I really, you know. Close to the one that I really, close to the one. <clears throat> close to the one. So, again, uh, somebody asked about my group text. Here's the number, 678-679-5707, 678-679-5707. And you send a text to that, and you put, um, <laughs> what you put in there? You put in there, um, Join me or something like that. You put in there, join. Yeah, put in there, join. Type in join. When you send that, when you text that, you're going to type in join. And then you, you're part of the group. <clears throat> and uh, got some good stuff coming out. All right, here we go today, the movie. This is the movie of the day. And so we got to see what we got now. We got Kimono with five dollars, Safe with five dollars, Doctor Nicole with five, and Kim with five. But we all, we all got five on it. We all got five on it. Let's see who can move up today. Hey, Mark, where you at? Because this this should be you right here. You got to step back in the game, Mark. All right, this ought to be an easy one for you, Mark. Here we go. Tell me the name of the movie. Struggling to survive, man. When you're struggling to survive, you need somebody to follow. So I figured, why not give them God? Like these freaks who let us use their apartments for free. It's not only that, you know, we're paying their rent or give them a free supply of whatever they're using. That ain't just it. Motherfuckers want to feel like they're a part of something. <laughs> All right, Ross in the game. Mark, you you wrong. It's not it, Mark. <laughs> Not it, Kim. Kim said belly. Mark said paid in full. But Royce came in in too deep. LL Cool J. Man, black people in this country, they want to feel like they are a part of something. No doubt. Stick around, Jay. I'm a school. I ain't had nobody tight since Frisco. Stick around, Jay. I'm going to school you. He's going to find out Jay going to school him. What? I can't believe that, Kim. You banned from the text line. You said that movie sucked. That's one of the best movies i ever seen. <laughs> one of the top movies. 
Now, LL had some more some movies that I that I was surprised people don't talk about. And one of them is, uh, God, what was that movie? Y'all remember the movie when LL um, walked up in the police station and started telling them, you know, what really happened in the in the, uh, in the murder? And it was about a DA that was a young lady that was dating this guy. Y'all remember that movie? Um, that was a classic movie. Yeah, that was a serious movie. Um, God, I can't even think of the name of it. No, nobody ever talked about that movie. And that movie was powerful, man. Uh, what was the name of the movie? Uh, somebody tell me. It was kind of like a um, a murder mystery. And, you know, each person was called into the police station. But L.L.'s story was so profound, man, the way he told it, you know, because everybody came in and they had to sit and talk to the police department. And that's when I said, this dude, he's pretty good when it comes to acting a little bit. He ain't, he ain't bad now. Um, but, see, I tell you, nobody can even think of the name of that movie. Can y'all think of the name of that movie? Nope. I'm going to think of it, though. All right, so, Kim, you didn't get it. Mark, you didn't get it. But Royce in the game now, so Royce got five on it. Royce got five on it. All right. That's it today, folks. We all, all she wrote, pen and pencil broke. We'll talk to you on Friday, and we'll finish the law of thinking. Um, if I were you, which I'm not, but if I were you, I would go and listen to the replay or go back and listen to the uh, or go listen to the replay by Friday because I don't know if it's going to be loaded on the podcast by then. But you got today, you got tomorrow to actually listen to the replay and take notes and apply the stuff. Remember, folks, it's work. Because, see, you got to change. you got to be the one to change your thoughts. You have to be the one that programs your mind now. And you have to be conscious of it. Again, one of the biggest things is that when we were growing up, we weren't conscious of it. So we just operated every day and grew up, and we kept hearing the same thing. We got programmed. Now we have to deprogram and reprogram, and as a grown person, we keep asking, well, when, Tony? He's like, you know how a little kid in the car, to, we there yet? You know, you go on a road trip, as soon as you get in the car, <laughs> we there yet? Now we got about 10 more hours. We there yet? Every exit, we there yet? That's what you're doing when it comes to programming your mind, reprogramming, you know, deprogramming, reprogramming. I can't keep doing that, Tony. We there yet? We there yet? And then after a while, you say, well, you're just tricking me. I ain't about to go through all this. Well, you went through all of it to learn it in the beginning. That's how we got programmed. That's how we got programmed, folks. And to deprogram that and reprogram, as Alvin Tobler said, the person that can learn, unlearn, and relearn again, it's going to take some work, people. All right. We out of here.